RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. Hello, Brian. Hey, Dusty. How's it going? I can't complain. Mike, how are you? Good. How are you? And we are back with Nathan this week. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? If you recall, in episode 19, we said he was moving away. And he is. We're actually recording this episode immediately after recording 19. So uh, we, we wanted to record a couple with Nathan before he went away, especially about sessions where, where his character was front and center. So today, we're talking about a Pathfinder game that actually centered on Nathan's character. So I've mentioned the Beginner Box campaign before, actually several times at this point, so I won't go into detail there. But Nathan plays Merciel, and Merciel is, is the, the elvish rogue. Uh, and, and this game, I always name the games when I recap them, so after the game happens, I'll name it. We actually named this game the Gilded Cage, where Merciel actually winds up joining a shadowy organization known as the Thieves' Guild. So, Nathan, any thoughts on this game before we jump right into the recap and, and talking about lessons learned? Like, how, how did you feel about me basically dropping responsibility for a session in your lap where you were, were driving the session? I think it was a noble intent. I think that due to my relative inexperience, it may not have gone as smoothly as possible. I believe we didn't really, we did maybe one or two more character based sessions after this, but that's kind of the extent of the matter, wasn't it? This was the second one. Right. Hmm. So, so first of all, we we did the the mission from God, right. which was Kyra's. It was a Kyra focused game, and then we did this one. And I actually thought I walked out of the session, and I thought this was one of the best sessions I'd ever run. Oh, I was incredibly proud of the session. And even Mike, maybe we maybe we never told you this. In which case, wow, we we were really terrible at giving you positive feedback. <laughs> but Mike and I were talking about how completely blown away we were by how awesomely you'd handled this session. I don't remember this. Was I there for this game? You were not no. there. Okay, then. I'm sorry. No, so Brian didn't make it. We, we it was it was just uh, the three of us. It was me, Mike, and Nathan because so neither Chris nor Brian made it. The implication of what I was saying was that I can't remember Nathan doing a good job. Which I'm joking. <laughs> oh. I didn't get the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, now I'm thinking about. It, I might be getting this confused. Maybe like the. Uh, Made the court case in there, the session. Or there was one. another game that focused on you that didn't go as well. You were a little tired. I, I'm also tired now, folks. The uh, the Bama season opener was last night. Oh, Here's some caffeinated gum if you want some. So uh, a little a uh, little tired right now, but uh, just we'll bear with it. me. We'll get through it. All right. So in this game, uh, I opened up on kind of a, a, a you're asleep, and I gave you a chance to detect someone entering your room. As I recall, you failed, and you woke up to a, a drow uh, standing over you with a knife to your throat. Basically, with with an offer to uh, so so I should I should go back and say Nathan had been mentioning his Merciel's desire to run various criminal enterprises in and around Sandpoint as our Pathfinder game progressed. Y- yes, M- Merciel's her desire, not not mine. I said I said Merciel's desire. Wink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Merciel ha- had helped take out Black Fangs. Uh, protection scheme and Merciel had expressed some interest in kind of taking that over um, some side jobs uh, acquiring things for her own ends and for her own good so I really want to say all right you know what I'm trying to run this campaign differently than I've ever run a campaign before I'm trying to make it really player driven I had struggled with different ways to engage the players and I remember walking into the session it was me Mike 
and Nathan. So it was going to be a Kyra and Merciel session. And I was like, Nathan, this is going to be all about Merciel. So it opened up. The, the, the drow was holding a knife through it. And then the drow was basically, hey, join the Thieves Guild or stop thieving. I mean, she had a knife to my throat. Didn't have much of a choice, I'd say. Yeah, and she, and you were intrigued because this was this was the first time we were out and out saying, "Hey, let's make your desire to run your own criminal enterprise part of the game." And as and you jumped on that and you grabbed it with both hands. And there's also a pretty decent little signing bonus that I threw in from her to sweeten the pot, which was a, a gemstone worth like 500 gold pieces, something like that. So, um, were you excited about the idea of, of the thieves guild? Were, would you rather have kept doing your own thing? Did I did I misread? Did I read it right? What do you think? Uh, you were spot on. Um, like you mentioned, uh, when we discovered that Black Fang had been running a you know protection racket, I think we all, to varying degrees, thought about jumping in. And I think I was kind of helping champion that idea. Uh, my play style very much is uh, testing the. Uh, realms of possibility within the story to see, you know, I don't say so much what I can get away with, but kind of feel things out and see what kind of you know leeway we can. And, you know, that ended up with this uh, criminal organization, which I figured would make things very interesting going forward. And, you know, you know, we can see what happens. So, Mike, this whole conversation with this drow, you were a fly on the wall for that because, and I say you, Mike, because Kyra was, was in her own, you know, room in the end, asleep. So Kyra didn't witness any of this, but you... Basically, I had to watch Nathan and I play off each other in this long kind of RP scene. Were you okay with that? Yeah, I was okay with that. You guys kept it interesting. You kept it quick, and there was some good humor, good back and forth. Um, I wasn't bored. It was definitely interesting to see how he, as his character, was reacting to your 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 prep- propositions as, as the Thieves Guild leader. So the mission that, that well, let, let, let's talk about the downtime. So after we did the drow scene, right, we talked about, okay, have, Merciel, how have you been spending your time? And this is where Mike was even more of a fly on the wall. So I, I was really concerned with the amount of time that Mike was just watching Nathan and I talk about, about Nathan's character. But Mike was such a good sport, and I kept checking in with Mike to make sure he was good. And he seemed great because I do think it was interesting. We talked a lot about kind of retroactively, okay, You've been in this town for like a couple of months. What have you been doing on the side? In between adventures, what have you been up to? And we went back all the way back to the beginning, and we kind of filled that in. Not in a tremendous amount of detail, but just broad strokes. And Nathan let me know that broad strokes, you know what? He would love to get invested in a local business. That's where he wanted to put some of this money that he'd gotten from Black Fang's dungeon. So we worked together, and you had purchased a controlling interest of a, of a carpentry shop. I wanted to bring that up real quick. Uh, what? How that come into effect? What was? Because we had I, I or we had a minor kind of uh, instance there with his being held up, and I, you know, intervened and you know wounded the gentleman trying to uh, rob the place and yep. ended up recruit him before by that business. What? How did we? How did that start? Do you recall? Yeah. So you wanted the controlling interest in some business, right? Uh, we, with some rolling and some role play, you basically identified this carpentry shop with, with the carpenter who ran it being susceptible to vice, shall we say. Basically, he was a bit of a gambler. Right. So because he was a bit of a gambler, you were able to, to, to get that controlling interest in his shop. You bought all of his debt. Right. And uh, you kind of leaned on him using your intimidating otherworldly elvish nature to stop gambling. And you were also kind of protecting this business. So yeah, these these three guys burst in. And this is all, of course, like months, you know, and you got word. 
the place is going to be robbed. You went and hung out that day. You put a stop to the robbery. And then what surprised me during the role play, you recruited the robbers. That That's what it was. I kind of got in reverse in the old head there. But, yeah, yeah, we purchased that. They came in, and then I kind of threw a slight curve where, yeah, I'm going to you know, bring these guys into the fold, you know, through intimidation for, you know, put it nicely. Yeah. And, and there then, was a lot of RP back and forth between you and and the main guy that you uh that you recruited the main guy that was going to bust up the the carpenter shop there's a lot of back and forth between you and him we 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 RP'd that for probably like 5 minutes would you say that was lefty or righty uh, that was neither that was before <laughs> lefty and righty so so yeah um if you if you're picking up on the question from lefty or righty in the audience uh Merciel has gone on to increase the size of our criminal enterprises in, in Sandpoint rather tremendously since this session. So this session was really the, the, the genesis of that. Um, I really wanted to explore what characters are doing between sessions, and, and, and Nathan was the first where we really dug into that. So you joined the Thieves Guild. You had recruited these three longshoremen. We, we, we picked that up in, in later games. This whole first part of the session was about, hey, with you at the table and me not dictating your character for you, let's talk about what you're doing in this town. Let's talk about your interactions. Let's let's get, develop some NPCs that, if you don't care about them, at least you're interested in them, like the carpenter. Let's introduce you to some more. And basically, we seeded the ground for a lot of future adventure here um, with what you're trying to do and what you own and what you're going after and what your goals are. This was really me seeding the ground for future adventures. And, and you... You played off it beautifully, um, and, and Mike observed it all with, without complaint. Shall we jump into the actual adventure? Sure. So the mission, back to the drow. You'd been doing all that backstory stuff. The drow found out about it. The thieves go found out about it. It sent, sent that drow, who is kind of the local sort of district manager for the Thieves' Guild, to say, did you want to control the, the branch of the Thieves' Guild in Sandpoint? Um, you accepted, and as a proof of loyalty, basically, the way I portray the Thieves' Guild in, in, in my world is that the Thieves' Guild hold no regard for highwaymen. The Thieves' Guild sort of rely on commerce, and they rely on goods and services moving around. So the Thieves' Guild definitely go after scores in cities and taking percentages off the top and, and things like that. But anything that halts commerce between the cities is bad for the Thieves' Guild. It prevents wealth from developing, and wealth is what they're after. So there were these orcs that she told you about that, that were marauding uh, and, and basically preventing caravans from making it to Sandpoint. Uh, and you were assigned to take out those orcs. I put the onus on you to loop Kyra into that mission. Do you want to talk about that? Um, sure. Um, as best I recall, it was you know me approaching your character and saying hey you're you know the goody two shoes you know with the religious obligations i um i heard you know really stretching out heard that there sure are some orcs down here we probably should go do something about that because those are you know bad things and you don't like bad things and as you can tell i'm an excellent you know world-class role player here you know i think you pulled me in because the uh the orcs had you know killed some innocent folks and stuff like that so you definitely played it to to my character's nature so yeah and we went down there to, uh we initially went down and scouted out first right and came back because we knew we were probably out of our element since it was just the two of us yeah so went back we went back and uh have we talked about the um the other characters town the guard captains and such no we haven't but i was about to bring that up all right why don't you go ahead and do that so nathan true to form 
wanted to milk as much value out of this adventure as he possibly could. So he looks at me during the session. Nathan goes, I wonder if there's a reward for these orcs. And I was like, you know, well, why don't you talk to Shalalu and find out? So Shalalu is an NPC in the Pathfinder Beginner Box by default. Is kind of a ranger that hangs out around Sandpoint. But I had changed her to make her the captain of the guard within Sandpoint. So in my world, Shalalu is captain of the Sandpoint guard. So these guys went and spoke with Shalalu. And I'm trying to remember what happened now. Well, her character arc started inadvertently. It did, but that's that's toward the end of the session. So help me remember, did you guys go out and scout the orcs and save that caravan first and and take out a couple of orcs and then go back for help? Or did you... Yeah, you did, because you went out alone we, we scouted, without guard backup. We scouted the two first and took out the two on our own. And then after we took out the two and it was kind of a tough battle, we went back for help to take out the remaining. And when we went back to take out the remaining, that's when the caravan was in trouble. Yep. So she wanted proof, right? So so as I recall, Nathan, <laughs> yeah. she was like, you know what? Um, no, there's not a reward for these orcs. We don't know anything about, about these orcs. How do you know about these orcs? But if they are legitimate orc bandits, then I'll pay you per head for, for the orcs that you kill. But she didn't want you to just go kill some random orcs. She needed to know that they were, in fact, highwaymen. So you got you two, just Kyra and Mercia went, uh, and and on the road, I, I had you make a perception check and notice where some you know goods had been dragged off the road into the woods, and you explored the woods and found two of the subordinate orcs lazing around a smoldering campfire. Right. I, let's say because I was the rogue, you were the healer, so we didn't have our uh, tank present, so we set up a couple traps. Uh, drew them towards us and, you know, utilize that to, you know, handily take out these two orcs. Uh, now, you specifically mentioned Shelley wanting us to bring us uh, her, their heads as proof. I do recall what I did for that. Well, no. So, so what actually happened was she, she told you so much per head, and you interpreted that as she wanted their heads, and I didn't correct you until you brought the heads back before Shelley And she's like, no, not literally. Don't literally bring me their heads. I, yeah, I, I, I want to point out I was doing the ventriloquist act as well. Yes, yes, you were. You were very much uh, what's, what's the tropical thundering, the, the scene tropical thunder where they they use the director's head. Yeah, yeah, you were very much tropical thundering the the orcs head. Um, she was still like, okay, well, I'm not sure if these are just orcs that you've murdered or actual bandits. So she dispatched some of her guards to go with you to take out the other two because you knew that the, the drow had told you that there were four. So. You guys asked for help because you knew you didn't have a tank. The combat with the orcs was actually quite hard won. Oh, yeah. Quite hard won. Oh, yeah. And those are the two subordinate orcs. Yep. So uh, you guys had a rough time with that. You needed some backup. You requested and got um, several of her guards. I forget how many, four or five guards to come with you. You take the four or five guards back out, and dramatically, I wanted to play it a little differently. You noticed a caravan of a family like a farmer and his wife and some kids coming into town with, 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 a, with a cart full of, you know, vegetables to sell at, you know, the Sandpoint Farmer's Market. But uh, you noticed this family that was that, and you noticed, Merciel or Nathan with your very high perception, uh, the other two orcs getting ready to ambush this cart. So you guys sent a runner. You know, one of the guards took off running toward the caravan. That poor brave idiot. That poor brave idiot to stop the caravan. The orcs stepped out before the caravan quite made it to them because they realized they'd been spotted as soon as they saw you guys. 
and took some pot shots at the caravan, and it all erupted into a beautiful, glorious combat that that, that took quite a while. Um, how was that combat? An- another hard won, hard fought combat. As I recall, Kyra popped all of her heal spells, and you guys were down quite a few hit points. Talk about that. Was that was that fun? Was it satisfying? Was it annoying that you were you were dealing with this down to to player characters? I think it might have been a little better with another uh, PC, you know, hanging around. But we get we got through it. It was fine, in my opinion. I mean, I we ended that up with me being, you know, knocked down and literally dragged back to town on the cart to uh, get healed up. So it was a good tactical combat. Yes, on the map, mm-hmm. um, using the, the the tokens from the beginner box. So really good tactical combat. A lot of things happening at once. Orcs trying to take out farmers. Farmers trying to run away. Gar- you know, one of the guards trying to intercept the orcs. Uh, and, and then here's a plot thread we could pull on. The uh, the orcs killed all but one of the guards. Uh, re- I mean, just took a lot of the guards out, especially that orc war boss. He was serious business. AC hit points. He was serious business. Oh yeah. And uh, that that was the that was the fight where you guys won, hard fought, and you you bring the the guards' bodies back. The, the one guard who's left confirms that these orcs were definitely highwaymen about to, to capture a caravan or, you know, kill people. So confirm that. You guys got your reward. And here's something I'm really proud of from this game that, that I'll throw out as a lesson. We'll, we'll go back and talk about lessons learned from all this stuff. But one thing that I'm really proud of is I was like, you know what? Shalalu just lost like four guards in, in this combat. To, and, and these guys... Um, this adventuring party has been challenging her perceptions of the world. You know, hey, there are undead, because one of the fun things I wanted to do about my standpoint is have undead be kind of different and alien and not common. And vampire lore is played almost like it is in the Dracula novel, where not everyone knows about vampires and knowing about vampires and garlic and vampires about sunlight. It's kind of like a Van Helsing thing where. Only a few people know about that lore, and, and Kyra happened to be one of them as a cleric of Serenray. So, had a, had a lot of fun playing up Sandpoint and, and, and you challenging um, Shalalu's understanding of the world. And I used this to give Shalalu kind of a, 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 a bit of a mental break. Like this, this, is, this was not the beginning of her breakdown. The beginning of her breakdown was probably when you discovered that murdered guard in that tower, but... She loses four more guards to this adventure. Having the adventures that you guys have impact the world and change the world and change the NPCs that you've met, man, that's powerful. That that works. Yep. We have a very special brand of collateral damage, both emotional and physical. <laughs> yeah, and I think we uh, we use that arc with Shalalu over like the next four games too, right? Yeah, we really stuck with this. Yeah. And we really watched her get into a funk, get deeper into a funk, get some help. Crawl back out of the funk, and now I think she's basically out of it now. Yeah, but we use this as as as, as the the major breaking point on her character arc. Any comments on that? Like like how that make the does the world feel real? Does Sandpoint feel real to you? Anyone having to deal with us probably would get a drink problem. So yes, yeah. I mean, it, PCs by their nature tend to be sociopaths, and dealing with very powerful sociopaths who are rocking your world on a constant basis would definitely challenge your your sense of reality. Enough about work. uh, I'd say it. (laughs) I'd say it definitely makes the world feel real because I, as a character, still get frustrated every time she doesn't believe us about a threat because she never believes us about a threat, and the threat's very real. Yep. Yeah, that's true, and and I enjoy playing that. 
And I enjoy playing that off of you. And the way I'm playing it is that she doesn't want to believe it. Yeah. And that makes her feel real. And you getting frustrated, I love that. It makes it feel real. All right, let's, let's go back and talk lessons learned. So for me as a GM, this session is all about, again, making Sandpoint feel real. What are you doing between sessions? Your characters are living these full, rich lives. We only visit these characters once every two weeks for a brief adventure. But in between, they're living these full, rich lives. What's going on there? What are they thinking about? What are they doing? This was really about me exploring that for Merciel. And then, again, laying those seeds for, for NPCs that we can mine for later stories. And then actions that you do impact the world and impact the NPCs around you and change the, the political, emotional face of Sandpoint. So the lessons learned here for me and lessons that I applied that, that, that I knew going into this that I wanted to apply and that worked beautifully, it's if you don't have a lot of backstory from, from your players and you're not exploring that between sessions and emails or whatever, then use the first 30 minutes of a session to focus on one of the characters, just one, and then next we focus on a different one, next week a different one, and really dig into what's happening between adventures. Make Nathan, do you did have you felt more of a kinship with Marcial since then? Yes, and I wanted to talk about that real briefly. Uh, you said this is your first time doing it, uh, you know, letting the players fill things in, and I want to say I didn't quite believe you. Um, you're doing this a lot better than any other uh, GM, DM, you know, however you want to say it, has so far. I've played other Pathfinder games where the uh, you know fellow running it has a very clear idea of what's going to happen, and you know, you're it's going to happen no matter what. You've let us kind of run wild on the sandpoint in the game, and I think it's really been to both, you know, the game overalls, you know, improvement as well as my connection to the character, which, you know, uh, as I frequently mentioned, is not typically how I you know, roll. I appreciate that. I really wanted sandpoint to be a sandbox, a limited sandbox, a small sandbox with walls and a limited number of toys, so it's easier for me to manage, but still a sandbox where inside that sandbox you can do whatever you want. And if you wanted to leave that sandbox and go to a bigger city, as I've told you guys many times, fine, cool. But try to tell me that a session in advance so I can prepare. But thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm exploring the whole sandbox thing without going too crazy and making a too big of a sandbox and it gets hard to manage. So playing in that way, seriously, thank you. So, so mind your characters' backstories um, at the table, if not between sessions. Keep it short. In general, the other players, are interested. Uh, Mike was interested, but again, we, we kept it. It was probably all told the actions between sessions and the whole scene with, with the thieves guild, probably 30 minutes of game time. Sounds about right. And Mike was still into it. He was still fine with that. But then boom, we got Kyra engaged. We had an adventure. We did some scouting and, and let's talk about those traps. I didn't recommend that you guys lay trip wires. You knew you had to take out two orcs. These orcs look pretty fierce. There's just two of you. You got to get proof back to 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 Shalalu before she'll send any guards with you. I really believe in in hey hey you know what here's this problem and I don't have this one solution in mind or these two it's not a video game. You have a pack full of stuff. You have a character sheet full of skills, and and then you guys take command and do a great job of taking command and making that happen. I, I think. You guys have grown a lot as players, so I appreciate the compliment for me as a GM. You guys have grown as players, where when I look at you and I say, okay, here's the situation, what do you want to do? Set on fire. Yeah, you're instantly <laughs> brainstorming, coming up with ideas. It's not like, oh, I don't know, what do we think would work? No, no, we, we don't get any of that. 
So so that's gratifying for me. We've, we've all matured as a group together. So first lesson learned, talked about extensively, mind your character's backstory. Second lesson learned, really let your characters impact the world. At the end of every session, think about, just spend a minute thinking about as the GM, okay, how would the world react to this? How would Shillelagh react to this? If the actions that you take don't matter, then it's not fun to play in that game. If the actions you take matter and, and, and have an impact, then, then hey, that, that, that impacts the game. It's like motivating individual contributors in your team. If they're taking actions and they see how what they're doing contributes to the overall program or project or enterprise, that's motivation in and of itself. I find on, you don't have to do a lot of team events and team days and food days and hand-holding sessions and singing kumbaya. You don't have to do all that if you make it really clear, hey, here's the real impact that you're having on our business. That impact feels so powerful in fantasy and in reality. So, so underscore that impact. Exaggerate that impact. Use that impact to mine future stories. Use this session to figure out what happens next session or a couple sessions down the line, but but really have your campaign react to your players. All right, that's RPG Lessons Learned this week. Thank you very much for listening. RPGLessonsLearned.com um, takes you to the correct subcategory on tfradio.net. All the subscribe links are there. Uh, there's an affiliate Amazon link on, on, on the RPG Lessons Learned subcategory. Please use that. Uh, it doesn't cost you any additional money when you shop Amazon.com using that link. Amazon doesn't charge you a penny more. But because you referred through our program, through, through the affiliate deal, tfradio.net gets, you know, Amazon kicks a very small percentage of that purchase their way. And looking around RFC Studios here, Brian absolutely puts that to use to deliver content every week. So every week he's delivering content. And actually, I'm sorry, Brian's correcting me every day. Brian has two daily podcasts, so every day Brian's delivering content. I do two shows a day, plus my regular schedule of podcasts, so we absolutely do that. I love Happy Daily. Thank y'all. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening. RPG Lessons Learned. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them Lessons Learned, and we're sharing ours with you. <laughs>